Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And wherever you are, go ahead and share tonight's episode with someone, with a friend. And if you're driving in your car, let someone know where they can hear TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, you know how we like to do it before we get started. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with a capital T. There it is, right there on your screen. And as always, before we get started this episode, guys, I want to give a huge shout-out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, wherever you may be, Watching this show right now, whether you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube, it doesn't matter. Thank you for watching the show. That's right. Come on in and watch the show, guys. Thank you for joining the show. And maybe you're not watching the show right now. Maybe you're listening and maybe you listen to it on Spotify or or Amazon Music or Pandora, wherever you are listening to the show. However, Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. And maybe this is your first time hearing my voice. Your very first time listening to me. Let me take this time to tell you thank you. And I don't know if someone told you about the show or maybe you came across the show by accident. However it is, I'm glad you're here. And if you've been watching the show the four years that we've been streaming, I cannot go further without telling you thank you, whether you're in Switzerland or Ireland or whether you're in Japan or whether you're in China or Cuba or Vietnam, TMG is being heard around the world. So wherever you are, whichever country you call home, thank you for letting TMG be there. Guys, tonight's episode is going to be incredible. I'm a little bit excited, just a little bit. 
And I'm so glad that you're joining in. Listen, guys, I'm going to play some information, get it out of the way. But before I do, everybody knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration uh, in our everyday lives, like with you and with me. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to tell and maybe come on the show, just drop us an email. That's T-E-L-L, me something, 21, at gmail.com. It was a Travis, I know someone that has a really great, inspiring story that would really encourage your guests and they could get a lot out of it. But I don't want to come on the show. It's okay. Drop us that information. Send us that information in the email at T-E-L-L, me something, 21, at gmail.com. And you can even remain anonymous if you'd like. Guys, I'm going to play some information from our affiliate sponsors. Once I do that, I'm going to come back, bring out, introduce our guests, and get this show started. Do not go away. Guys, we're just getting started. You can't leave now. It's just starting to get good. We'll be right back. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something good and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Amazon. Amazon is the world's largest online retail store. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something A-M-Z-N for Amazon. With Amazon, you can spend less and smile more. Please visit one of our online sponsors today. There it is, guys. Please visit one of our online sponsors. If you're listening to this later on, guys, the information is laid out there. So, And if you're watching this, the information will also be in the chat. Guys, let me tell you tonight's episode, if you did not catch it, tonight's episode, guys, is entitled, It's Just Words. Yeah, it's just words. How many times, how many times have you heard or even used the phrase, it's just words. Not only, not only can words carry intention, they can also hide our purpose. Yeah, words can carry intention and they can hide our purpose. Doesn't matter if the purpose is good or bad, it can hide our purpose. And words carry intentions. They can also hide our purpose. And the right words spoken at the right time can make all the difference. But the wrong words spoken at any time can leave an impact. Guys, our special guest today is a published author, a head coach, and the CEO of the organization Accepting Truth, Finding Hope. Guys, let's give a huge TMG welcome for our very special guest, guys, Ricky D. Sluder. What's up, Ricky? How you doing, man? 
Oh man, Rick, I think we got you on mute. All right, can you hear me now, brother? What's up? How you doing? All right. I'm doing great, Travis. Thank you so, so much for having me on your show. I got to get my energy up to match yours. So I need more coffee, I think. You know what, Rick? Everyone says that. I'm like, uh, this is just normal, usual me. Uh, I wake up on 10, my wife says. So uh, there you go. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right, pal. Ricky, man, I'm so glad that you joined us. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, but you and I have had some great, had a great conversation. We met before the show, and it was amazing, guys. If there is another version of me out there in a the universe, you're looking at them right there. Uh, uh, we we found out that man, like, wow, dude, you're me. Uh, I'm you. Uh, it was really, really, really great, Ricky. So we're just absolutely just excited uh, that you're here. So let me take the time to tell you, thank you, man, for being here. Uh, and thank you for your time and for joining the show today, guys. Uh, guys, today's episode, the coach, you didn't, didn't catch it. It is entitled, guys, It's Just Words. Now, Rick, man, you and I, both of us spent a lot of time talking uh, when we met before the show. And it was, man, like I said, it was absolutely incredible. So it was just natural conversation, just really natural flow. Uh, for all those who weren't in that meeting with us, uh, with us, please introduce yourself, if you don't mind. Let everybody know uh, what it is that you do and what is what is it that you do and why you're here today. Yeah, Travis. So my name is Ricky Sluter. Uh, professionally, I've spent most of my life as a fraud subject matter expert. I've worked in mm. I was a criminal investigator once upon a time. And, you know, God's just kind of been leading me through different uh aspects of my journey and i found myself having published a book shameful plug uh except yes. truth, I mean, uh, back in, thank you back in february of 2022 and you know just all of the stuff that i've gone through in this life and the culmination of that coming out into the book you know i kept asking god what do you want me to do with this stuff right 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 and and one of my friends was you know i was, I was kind of doing some free uh counseling if you want to call it that you know coaching if you will right and she was like why don't you think about doing that like for real you know as, as a business and i went huh so i i started the business i put it under the same brand as my book uh, accepting truth finding hope and I basically what it is it's a faith-based alternative to the traditional counseling model um my personal opinion is that model is not just broke it's broke broke right <laughs> and you know because people need to talk about their problems correct, but correct. They, they need solutions they don't need to just talk about the problem if you focus on the problem you ain't ever going to get past the problem Ooh, did y'all catch that nugget yeah you you focus on the problem you only have the problem when you start putting emphasis on what the solution is, so what I try to do is help people to, one, identify mm -hmm. that's holding them back or, or lies they've bought, that kind of stuff, and then teach them how to overcome it, right? And then right. them to growth beyond it. Wow. Guys, uh, I don't know if you caught what he said, but he said if you focus on the problem, all we're going to have it's just a problem. And Rick, Rick, Ricky, a lot of times that's what we do. We we get say narrow vision, tunnel vision, but we focus so much on what's irritating us, so much on what's driving us over the edge 
that all we can see is the edge. We don't see the other road. We don't see that fork in the road that we can take that can keep us from going over the edge. All we see is the edge. And but that fork in the road that can keep us from going there, we never notice it. We never see how we can take it. All we see is ourselves going over the edge. And that kind of brings something up to me. You were talking about, uh, you mentioned how a lot of times we accept different lies and we accept things that people say to us and we just accept it as true. We accept lies as true, or lies about ourselves. And I, I would gamble, you know, uh, if we were to be able to look and see how many things that we believe about ourselves that just aren't true. Yep. How many things, Ricky, that we say about, like when you, uh, when you and I was talking, uh, when you and I were talking, uh, you spoke and you mentioned uh, there were some early childhood traumas uh, that you faced. Uh, what was it and, and how did it begin to shape you? Yeah, so, you know, I think most of us can probably look back and say my childhood was not idyllic, right? Um, and, you know, we all have our struggles. We all have our journey. Mine, you know, my my dad, unfortunately, he just, he got ripped off by a guy like in 1979, Travis, um, 1980, something like that, for like $90,000. And that was a lot of money back then. And he, he it ruined him. And, you know, he was a self-made guy, as people would say, uh, you know, uh, and, and he just did not know how to get out of his own way. He couldn't stop focusing on the problem. And so he made a choice that I'm not going to get rid of my business. I'm not going to fire my men. I'm going to keep paying them. And I'll get around to paying Uncle Sam, IRS, what I owe them. Well, they disagreed with him and they end up seizing all of our money, all our assets, like just ruined us. And I was like four when that happened. And <clears throat> as I say in my book, I say this hurricane kind of formed on the coast of my father's life. Right, right. And it, it enveloped him. And it became the only thing that he looked at. You know, Jesus told Peter, you know, keep your eyes on me when he was walking on water. Why? He didn't want him focusing on the wind and the waves. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. My dad, my dad couldn't see past the wind and the waves. Mm. And he got so mad, the problem led him to wrath and rage. And all he wanted to do was murder this man. And he couldn't. So he took it out on us, you know, and he became very violent. He became when he wasn't, when he wasn't, you know, destroying our home in these fits of rage. For example, I, I literally as a little boy watched him rip a recliner in half with his bare hands. I don't know how he did it. He had that much rage inside of him. Wow. You, you always hear these stories of, you know, kid was under a car, some dude picked the car up with one hand. Right, you know? right, right. That kind of stuff, right? Like, but that was his rage coming out. And so he would he would take that out on us. And then he and he wasn't doing violent stuff. It was right here, right? Words are meant for creation to to build up and to edify and encourage, but we can also use them to destroy. And he began using that stuff because I was a tender-hearted little boy, you know. Right, right. Look here, you kid. Yeah, you're just a child. I'm eight, you know. At this point, I'm eight years old. I, I'm just a little boy, and he, you know, would call me the the p word. I don't, you know, I don't say too much. Yeah. On and and call me names that you don't call a boy, right? And all it did was just it just beat me down. I was already beat down, but it just made me begin to question 
my worth and 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 what can I do? What can I do, Travis, to make him love me? Right? Because obviously I'm doing something. Yeah, there we go. There we go with that. There we go with that. Yeah. So that that's that's where it began, and and that early beginning set me up on what I call a rat wheel of insanity, mm. where I spent the next thirty plus years striving for the acceptance of others begging people to love me and i did it through accomplishments i did it through all the things that people would normally give you applause for you know right right congratulations on that and for me it was like good job yeah for me it was like you're gonna love me now <laughs> you're gonna love me now wow what hold on man hold on ricky so they're giving you accolades. They're they're congratulating, saying you're you're great on your job. You're great at this. You're great at this task. But inside you, inside you, it wasn't the accolades. Inside you, it wasn't the hurrahs and the honor. Inside you, it was, do you love me now? Yeah. Do you accept me now? Yeah. Inside me, it was me running around knocking on hearts' doors, Travis, seeking who would let me in. You know, and as People do, the moment they let you in, they let you down. <laughs> so then that just continued to cause me to have insecurity, question right. my identity, right. wonder that, honestly, I just thought my purpose for being here was just a struggle. You know, like, like God made a bet with the devil like he did with Job, and he was just going to kick my ass the rest of my life. Say, say that part again. You said you thought you, your job here was to just struggle. That, that, yeah, that, that, I, I really I, thought my purpose uh -huh. was to just Live and struggle. Wow. Wow. Ricky, you're saying that, but let me tell you something, man. There are people listening, and I, I've thought that. I've thought that before, too, Ricky. I've thought that my whole lot in life, I told you uh, when we met, I said, my, I, used to think, I used to think that my lot in life was to be a proverb to everybody else. Just yeah. don't be Travis. Don't yeah. be him. You're good as long as you don't be him. Um, and uh, there are a lot of people that are listening, Ricky, all over. And right now, they, they feel the same way. They feel that their only lot in life, their only thing is to just struggle. Wake up one morning, complain, complain, and struggle. Wake up, complain, and struggle. Struggle, struggle. They, they never see, remember we said earlier, we never see that proverbial fork in a row. Yes, things are pushing us over the edge. Life is pushing us over the edge. Heck, when COVID came, it pushed a lot of people over the edge, but a lot of us don't see that fork in the road that says you don't have to fall off the edge, but because we're so busy leaning and depending on the words that people have said to us, and because we're chasing that next point of feeling of acceptance, because we don't like us, we don't like ourselves, and the words that people have said to us Ricky, it's not just words. They they matter, man. They really matter. I, I can understand. You, you know, you uh, you were a, a you said you were a police detective at one point, correct? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for your service. I know you were there in Texas, and I'm here in Alabama. So whether you're in Alabama, Chicago, Miami, it doesn't matter. You were serving, so thank you very much for your service, Ricky. Um, but being a police officer, that had to mess with your mind too with all that stuff coming at you growing up as a kid and you being a detective and striving to be the best, uh, that had to mess with your mind, man. It did. You know, 
so before I before I got in law enforcement, Travis, here, here here's another one for you. So I I got you know after my dad left, we were very poor. We we uh, my my mom and sister and I had to leave our five acres that we lived on. We moved into a two bedroom apartment. I slept on a couch, and I just kind of raised myself from nine years old. My mom had to work two jobs, and she was caught up in her own storm, you know, from what happened with my dad, and, and didn't have time for me. So it was kind of me against the world, and I had to. I had to take all that negativity and do something with it. And what I did with it was negativity, <laughs> right? I created more problems, but I thought that I had to adapt myself to fit into an environment to be accepted. And so I became something that I really wasn't. And I went from shy, timid, tenderhearted kid to straight up thug, badass, fighting all the time, street races, that kind of crap. And I found myself uh, one evening, evening, 1 a.m. Uh, in, in bad part of South Dallas. <clears throat> and this uh, gang jumped uh, me and my friends. Uh, it was a knife fight. Uh, 14. Okay. It's right before Christmas, literally like three days before Christmas. And a dude uh, had uh, a blade between my eyes. And he told me he was going to kill me. And I can tell you, he was going to kill me. Like, I, there was no question in my mind he was going to kill me. I've, I've never seen the rival of the evil that I saw in that man's eyes. And somehow, grace of God, I know now, I talked him out of it. And he was befuddled, like why he was pulling that blade away from my face. Like, why am I doing Oh, wow. wow. And then I watched my friend kill him with a machete. Right. And to give you an idea, like they had stole my letter jacket and that kind of stuff. Right. DPD right. homicide calls my house the next day. My mother answers the phone. Homicide detective says, hey, I have your son's this and that, this and that. You can come down here and get it from property or whatever. Right. He hangs up the phone and said, what were y'all doing? I told her some BS story. She never asked me another question. Never took me to get anything. Just disappeared into her world again, right? So as I exit out of that and I go into law enforcement, uh -huh. I had this idea in my head that, you know, I want to go help people. That was the altruistic BS that, right, that right. I led with. But here's the truth, okay? And I didn't realize this truth for a long time. Why did I want to do it? Because I wanted to go die a hero. Why? Because it would be the great big F you to everybody who told me I couldn't, who told me I was less than. I had, I thought, if I can Ricky. go martyr myself, I can go sacrifice my own life, Ricky are going to love me. Isn't that crazy? It's sad. It's no, no, Ricky, let me tell you something, man. You, you're speaking to so many people right now, man, who feel the same way, who who quietly and secretively have felt the same way. And whether, guys, and whether you, I'm sorry you had that experience and felt that way, Ricky, but here's, a, here's the truth, man. Whether, uh, whether somebody wanted to kill themselves and do that and become a martyr, Many people have made wrong choices and bad decisions that would kill their character. Yeah. In the same way. Well, you, you said I'm this, so I'm just going to do that. You said I'm this kind of person, so I'm just going to be that kind of person. We knew it was a bad choice. We knew we're not supposed to do it, but because, hey, look, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go down in a blaze of glory. That's whether right. Excuse me, with bullets or whether I make all the bad choices. If you say I'm a liar, if you say I'm this, then I'm just going to be just what you said. And we assassinate our own selves. We kill 
our own character. We destroy our own integrity all because, Ricky, it's just words. Yeah, brother. People want to know why do kids walk in schools with guns? You just said why. It's just words. Right? They, they buy the lie. See, what, what, what I didn't know, Travis, and what I think most people who are probably listening right now who are in that who are on that struggle bus don't know now you may say ricky i don't believe in your god well guess what i didn't either until i did so mm, that was good um, man that was good that aside how's that working for you that aside let's get down to the point there's something called the anatomy of a stronghold okay here's where it begins it begins the same way it began in the garden of eden it begins with a lie okay say that say that man it begins with a lie. It begins with words that are intended to destroy, not to edify or to encourage. And when you buy the lie, because it is so easy and doesn't it taste good sometimes? <laughs> uh, you pull that $100 bill out of your wallet and you're like, here you go. Let me buy another one. Just, right? just believe it. We just, oh, yeah. Keep talking trash about me because it's easy to believe. I don't know why, but it is. So you buy those lies. And when you do, guess what it does? It causes you to form an improper belief system. So what Absolutely. did I do? Absolutely. <clears throat> it absolutely does. I think he froze there for a minute, Rick. Looks like looks like we lost Rick. He will come back, guys. But he is absolutely correct. Whenever we buy into the lies that people have said about us and things people have said about us, what it causes is it does cause our belief system to change. There's a good chance that the person that we are now is really not the person we could be. There's a good chance that the person we are now is not even the person that we could be. We are still trying to keep up and be the person that someone else has said we should be, that someone else has said, all because it's just words, all because of what someone else has said. When we believe the lies that others have said about us and we so readily and so easily accept what people have said, we become what they have said about us. So why is it so easy for us to believe something negative that someone has said about us than it is to believe something positive that someone says about us? You can say something positive about someone and they will believe that there is an ulterior motive. You must want something. You must want, you said something good to me. You spoke to me. You said good morning. You said hello. There must be something that you want. But because we have taken the time to believe all the negative things about ourselves, the moment someone says something positive to us, the moment someone says something positive about us, we find it, listen, more difficult to believe the good things 
that it is to accept negativity. It's just words. Listen, and we like to believe that, and I get it, and, and sometimes those words, depending on who they come from, can really make things more challenging because when those words come from a place of authority, uh, a, a teacher, a mother, a father, a loved one, a trusted friend, when those words come from a place of authority, they carry more weight with them. When those words come from a place of authority, they carry more strength behind them. It's like a stronger push behind them. Have you ever had a teacher or a, 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 a person in authority or that you really trusted says something to you and it lasted longer to you than someone hitting you? Have you ever had someone in authority say something to you in a negative way or in a negative tone or and it carried more weight than anything else because the influence a person has in our life will impact us more. Imagine if your parents, uh, your mother, your father, grandmother, auntie, whoever it was that was in your life, imagine the words, not listen, not just the words they said to you, but the words they didn't take the time to say to you, the words they didn't take the time to say, I apologize, the time they didn't take the time to say, I should have developed a better relationship, the things they didn't say and say, I've always accepted you. Guys, I want to share a, a brief, brief story while we try to get Ricky back on. Give me just a second here. I want to share a quick story with you guys uh, here. All right. I want to share a quick story with you. And it's a personal story that I'm going to share. And um, some of you have heard me say part of this before, but I'm going to share it with you uh, this way. Uh, I told you my mother, I love my mom. Listen to me. I, I really love my mom. Uh, my mom told me one time, she told me, and I was a little kid, I, I was about five, six or whatever, and we were in New York where I was born in Mount Vernon, New York, and we were watching television. And one of my favorite things to do was to sit at my mom's feet and watch TV with her. I, I enjoyed that. That was our bonding time. And uh, I enjoyed doing that. So I remember one day, my mother uh, told me this. She said, you are the worst mistake that I ever made. I did. She did. And I don't hold, blame her for that. But she said, you are the worst mistake I have ever made. And for years, that stuck with me. For years, I, I continued to strive to outlive those words. And for years, those words chased me. For years, I ran trying to get away from those words because for years, Anytime I made a mistake in anything, no matter what it was, anytime I made a mistake in anything, 
I always would hear those words. I would. I will always hear those words. Looks like we got Ricky back, guys. Here we go. There we go. No worries. No worries. I was regaling them of a. I was telling them about a story, and we was talking about words. And I was telling them about a story that my mom had said words to me uh, when I was like five years old. I guess five. I don't know, four or five years old, six years old. My mom told me one of the things I like to do, Rick, was to watch uh, TV shows with my mom in New York. So one day, my mom told me, she said, you are the worst mistake I ever made. So those words, I was telling about those words chased me all my life. And anytime I made any kind of mistake, I would hear those words. Uh, I always tried to do better in school. You know, whatever I always did, I always did extra of more of it. And it wasn't all the time because I was just trying to be seen. It was I was running from something. I was yeah. running from those words. So it wasn't, oh, he's just trying to be extra. He just wants to be in the spotlight. No. Wasn't trying to be in the spotlight. I was trying to disprove those words in my life. I was trying to prove that these words weren't true. So for the longest time, whenever I made a mistake, whenever I made an error, I would beat myself so bad not yeah. because of the mistake, because her words came true. Yep. Man, I'm sorry she said that to you. But later on, no, no, no. Later on, um, when I got in college, Ricky, I told my mom this, and my mom said, and she said, she said, son, you know, I she said, I was dealing with alcohol at that time. I was an alcoholic. And she said, um, I was I wasn't capable of taking care of you. And she said, I did not know how to say it. She said, but your grandmother was the best person to be in your life, not me. And she said, I wanted to push you in her hands. Because if you stayed here, I would you wouldn't I wouldn't be listen, if I had stayed there, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. But we were talking about the power of words, man, yeah. um, before everything. And the power of words is impactful. And I said this while you're off the air. A lot of times, Rick, sometimes it's not the words that people say to us. It's the things they don't say when they have the chance to. The things they could have said when they didn't say it. The things, well, I, you know what? I should have said I'm sorry. I should have said I apologize. I could have said I loved you more. I could have said, you know what? I really appreciate you. I could have said, you know what? I, things didn't go the way we wanted to, and I am so sorry. It is, you know, I, it's my fault. I the thing, not just the words people said, but the things, the things they withheld from us. Yeah. How many of us? And I'm gonna ask this question. And I will put it out there, and I know how many of us right now are dealing with things because somebody withheld something from us. Some of us right now are dealing with some stuff, Ricky, because people withheld certain words from us. Yeah, I know words hurt, but it's also a lot of times it's the when I say words hurt, and we're talking about it's just words. We're also talking about the words that we did not say. The words that are withheld from us. Come on, Ricky. Yeah, Some words, man. If they had been said, we would have made different choices. We would have oh, made yeah. better decisions. We're not blaming anybody because at the end of the day, it's our choice. But we would have had something else to go on because somebody withheld some stuff from us. 
and we had, listen, I confronted my mom and talked to my mom, and I wasn't disrespectful, but there are times you just have to pull the gloves off, and you're going to have to confront that thing to get healed. You are not going to be able to go through life and do it. We're talking about faith-based uh, counseling. You can pray all day. It's not going to help. You're going to have to confront that, look it in the face, and say, you didn't say those words to me. This is how it made me feel. I told my mom. I said, Mom, I thought you did not love me when you said those words. I thought you did not care about me. She cried on the phone, Rick. She said, son, I love you more than you ever know. I just didn't know how to explain it to you. I'm on the phone crying and boo-hooing. She on the phone crying, boo-hooing, snot running out my nose. We got healed that day. That's awesome. I'm glad you got that. I you am. got to confront it. I don't. You you can run around here, man, and uh, you could be this super person with this uh, S on your shirt. But all it is is just a broken person with an S on your shirt. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, to, so to that point, we are soul brothers, man. My mother, when I was four, I remember she tell a story. Every time we're in public, she'll tell people, man, he was such a colicky baby. He cried all the time. He was just, you know, kind of a pain in the in the butt. And if I could have traded him in, taken him back to the hospital and traded him in, I would have. And those words stuck with me. I didn't realize how much damage that did to my heart. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Come on, man. So I'm almost 40 years old. And, and to your point, you did, it, you, you did it right with your mom. When I first reached out to my family, um, I, I didn't, man. I, I, I came like a bull in a china shop. That's just a little bit how my personality lives. Right. I get it. But listen, you had, had you had taken enough. You couldn't yeah. take it anymore. So I came back after I did that one. I came back and I did it the right way. And I said, look, okay. I know I was an ass when I did it. The, when I tried the first time, I just didn't know what I was doing. Now I do. And I want, and, and I don't want to have just any relationship. I want a real relationship. And here are the boundaries that we're going to abide by. Right. Say that part right there. You have to set boundaries for yourself. Nobody is going to do it for you. And like you said, you can pray all you want. Well, what did Moses have to do? He had to stick his staff in the water. Then, then, then they parted. Joshua stuck his foot in the River Jordan. Then it parted. Then it parted. So take a step, folks. You got to take a step. You'll take the step. That was, and it's gonna that was deep. That was deep. You know. Now it didn't work out the way I wanted. I don't have a relationship with my family today. But you know what? I'm living a healthy mindset now, right? Do I mourn that loss? Yes, I do. But you know what? You know why people, you know why people shipwreck their lives? Why? My daughter is 15 years old. I'm teaching her how to drive right now. And what I've tried to explain to her is the windshield is the largest thing on this, on this missile that we're driving. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, see this little thing up here called the rear view mirror? You want to use that to see what's behind you. This can guide you as you go forward. But by God, if you stare into that damn thing and you never look through the windshield, you're going to find yourself in the ditch. The reason most of us shipwreck our lives or why we crash in a ditch is because we spend all our time looking in the past. Right. The past has to inform your future. It can't be your present. It can't be your tomorrow. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. The past has to inform your future man come on rick and if you don't let it inform it it's going to be your present and that's what i did for so long man i just camped out in my rearview mirror kept wondering why i'm in a ditch duh dummy you ain't looking forward you know you're not letting that impact whether you're going to go left or right up ahead you know wow Um, and it took a lot it took a lot of took a lot to for me to figure this out um and I did it the hard way. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, man, what we're talking about, you know, and, and guys, listen, what we're talking about is not something that happens overnight. But listen, right. listen, but it doesn't happen. Listen, I, I got to say this. This is how I feel about it. It doesn't happen overnight, but it doesn't happen at all if you don't do it. That's right. Doesn't gotta- happen overnight. But it doesn't happen at all if you don't do it. He gave you, you gave two good examples. So you say faith based. So uh, whether you believe in, in Jesus or not, whether you believe in the Bible or not, thing is this the story says Moses had to stretch out his rod over the water and the water uh, split it and divide it. Well, whether you believe it or not, the synopsis is something had to be done in order to get something else. That's right. We have to do something. Whether your something is counseling, whether your something is having that conversation, whether your something is sending that text message, something has to be done. 
It does. And here, here, so I'm going to do a shameless plug for one of your sponsors. Okay. I think most of us shop at Walmart at Amazon. Yeah. You get that package. It shows up on your doorstep. You're all excited about it. Open it up. And you realize that ain't what I wanted. That ain't what I wanted. Are you going to keep it? No. no. You're going to get a refund. So take that lie that you bought Come on. And, get a re- and get a refund for the truth. That but that's good. an action step you got to take. Right? That was good. Amazon ain't going to come to my door and go, do you like the package you got? <laughs> no, I really like to have another one. Right? No, they ain't going to do that crap. I got to take the step. Now, they'll honor it. They'll refund it. But life's the same way. Right? So if you don't want to put God in the equation, well, that's between you and God. Then follow the analogy I just gave about refunds. But you've got to refund that damn lie. You've got to refund all of them. Because why? Because you were made on purpose for a purpose. Guys, did you hear that? I've never heard that. you got to refund that lie. Man, listen. All right, so uh, I got to do this, man. Uh, I was thinking about words and, and how words can motivate and inspire and move people. And we were talking about that and mentioning that. Uh, guys, uh, everybody, have you ever watched a sporting event, regardless of what it is, in a sporting event in which there's a coach, uh, whether it's football, whether it's hockey, uh, uh, even tennis, I think, has uh, you know, has somebody on the side. But, um, uh, but have you ever watched a sporting event and you witness the coach speaking to the players? And, and a lot of times it's not really speaking to them. They're screaming and yelling at them, but whatever it is. Um, what is the coach speaking to the players? And because of those words, they seem to have an impact on how the rest of the players or how the players perform the rest of the way. The coach says it to them, and it seems like, man, he lit a fire on them, she lit a fire on them, and man, they're out playing better, they're doing better, and it seems to have an impact on whether the, they perform the rest of the way. Words have a way of keeping the most talented gifted, and highly potential individual sideline. If the coach, there comes a time when you need a coach. They're a coach for a reason. It's the reason they don't just have the players on the sideline and say, okay, you, you 11 go play, or you 5 go play, or you 7 go play. There's a reason for the coach on the sideline. There's a reason for that. But if words can have a way of keeping the best people sidelined. Let me listen. I can I can pretty much choose guys this. Uh most of the people, a lot of the people that we see up and in front of us and that we aspire to be, doesn't all doesn't make them the best people. It's because of what they've been listening to. Doesn't make them more talented than you. Doesn't make them more gifted than you. Doesn't mean what they can do is better than you. But it's what they have been listening to. You are just as gifted. You are just as talented. Don't keep yourself sideline. It's just words. Amen, brother. You know, I was the second person in my family to graduate high school. Okay. Wow. All my family. That was 1994 when I graduated high school. Now, I went to college, and I graduated college with honors. You want to know why I went to college and graduated with honors? Why? Because my long, I used to have hair past my shoulders. I was a, I was a thuggy dude. Man. <laughs> and so I go into my counselor's office. I got the porn stash rocking. You know, this, this is the 90s, you know. And I got my long hair and mullet. And, uh, but it, wait, oh, oh, it was a straight-up mullet. Man. And, and I reek of cigarette smoke. 
you know, and 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 you could just tell I'm from the wrong side of the <laughs> tracks. So I go in this dude's office and I'm like, hey, I need help, okay? Because I don't have anybody to talk to. I can't ask this question of somebody. Uh, I want to go to college. How can I do it? And Travis, he looked at me and he said, you know, Ricky, I just don't think you're college material. Wow. And I said, why? Mm -hmm. And he didn't have an answer. So he gets on, you know, his little back then Apple IIe type computer, you know, and uh, he's like, have you taken chemistry? And I said, no, sir, I dropped it because I had a, a conflict. And he goes, well, that right there, you can't, you can't get admissions into, into colleges and, uh, without taking chemistry. So mm. I'm sorry, you're just, it ain't going to happen. So, you, and I said, well, then what do I do? And he said, well, you should consider automotive technician school. Oh, wow. Now, that is not a bad career, okay? But these hands don't get greasy, okay? It's just, it's just not what I do, right? And I thought to myself, this MF is oh, right? telling me to stay on my side of the tracks. That's exactly what he told you to do, Ricky. And so stay, I stay in your place. Yeah. So respectfully, respectfully, I just said, I knew. So sometimes we have to know when a conversation is over. I knew the conversation was over. So I said, sir, thank you so much for your time and for your advice. Yeah, I, I got up. I walked out. I'm walking down the hallway, going back to my class. And I said, F you, I'm going to college. Exactly. My mother used to always say, hide and watch me. Right. Yeah. Hide yeah. and watch me. So chemistry be damned. I went to college. I graduated with honors. And as I'm sitting there with my honors cords around my neck, all I could think was, I'm going to go find that. And I'm going to choke him with these cords. Right. Yep. Okay. Went, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I ain't done yet. Right. So I let words that invoke spite in me. <clears throat> come on, come on, come on. So I don't care what the fuel is for you. Okay. But if you know you're more than what you are right now, then come go on. be it. Go do it. Right. Go Absolutely. be it. That's all you got to do is go be it. You know, like you said, these people who got to high places didn't just wake up one day and somebody said, "Here you go, you're king of the universe." Right? Yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, you're 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 you're, you're you because of your name. That, that had nothing to do with it, man. Uh, you're no. born great. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you you were born greatness already. Yeah, you didn't have to do anything, <laughs> Ricky. At which point, though, I was thinking, um, everything your your stories, man, is amazing, absolutely amazing. And I told you guys, he, if there's another version of Travis, there it is right there. Uh, at which point, man, did you begin to realize the, uh, that the way you thought about yourself was um, was really just a reflection, I would say, yeah, kind of like a reflection of the negative words spoken about you? Took a while, Travis. There was a couple of inciting events, okay, that that, that took place. Uh, one, as I told y'all, I, I I thought God was mad at me. I thought, you know, he wanted yeah, to been there, been there. Yeah. And my best friend got killed in the line of duty. And mm. uh, Kurt, Kurt David Knapp uh, was his name. And Kurt uh, was a state trooper. And Kurt was the guy who had a mom who adored him. I loved Jeannie. Guy, she loves her son so much. His daddy loved him. And he and his wife, Jennifer, had been together since like sixth grade. Like they had that that love story that was just right, right, right. 
God, I want it so bad, you know, and I, and I haven't found it yet. It's coming. But he had all of that, and he had two young kids and goes to work one night and didn't come home. You know, he, he got killed. And when I, when I learned the news, you know, I had never really challenged God before. I had never got up in his face. But, man, that night, that day, I kicked open the door of his throne room and went in there and said, you got it wrong. You took the wrong guy. You were supposed to take me. My life is pointless. My life is worthless. You you took a guy who was loved. Nobody loves me. So why did you take him? I could not begin to understand it. And it was a it was one of those fires that had to well up in me. And I think it was one of those moments where I had to go and honestly be disrespectful to to the Almighty because I had kept all that stuff inside. Right. And it was one of those moments where, OK, I finally got a little bit of that venom out <clears throat> a few years. Well, several years later, uh, four years later, um, my then wife got pregnant with our daughter and I was losing my mind because we had just agreed to get divorced. And I thought, is anything ever going to be good in my life? Right. And then they tell us, hey, your your kid has her, her uh, you know, your the head, arms and legs are not growing properly in the womb. There's two heart defects and you're having a girl. That's exactly how we got the news. And I thought, yeah, this confirms it, right? Like you hate me. Um, only only for it to turn out the way I never expected. When she was born, she had four heart defects. Not three. They told me she'd go into congestive heart failure and she would die at three weeks old. Nothing they could do. Mm. And for me, what I had never done before was an act of surrender. Okay. I had tried so hard to be in control of every single thing in my life. Those words, right? I found myself in a position where I had to just sit back before the living God and say, you got me because there ain't a damn thing I can do to control my way out of this one. Mm. And I said, you know what? You give me this kid a day, a week or a year, and I'll praise you still because for the first time in my life, I mean it, your will be done, not mine. Because I don't know what else to do, right? I just, I had to come to the end of me. Third day of her life, a heart wall grew or just showed up where there was not one between her ventricles. A membrane that was blocking her pulmonary vein. There was no evidence that it ever existed. I took her home on Good Friday. Right. Now, I didn't have a relationship with God, but... I had to go, hang on a second. You can't make that stuff up. That is physiologically impossible. And of all days, I take her home on Good Friday? Are you right, joking? Right. Yeah. Friday, week, week, weekend of uh, Easter. Yeah. Yeah. So then, four years later, open heart surgery to correct the other two things. As a result of that, she ended up having five strokes. Destroyed her speech center. Destroyed a lot of stuff in her brain. She was paralyzed. Like and they said, none of it's going to resolve. Sorry. You know? Third day again, got all her fine and gross motor skills back in ICU. Three months later, had the expressive language ability of a seven-year-old at four. Total brain damage. She's now an honor student, knocking it out of the park. Wow. Why do I tell you all this? Because sometimes we have these inciting events in our life, and we look at the world, we look at heaven, wherever you choose to look, and you go, woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Why? And I did it. I said it over and over again. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? 
only to wake up one day and realize it was never happening to me. It was all happening for me. I want you to hear that. Not to me. Wow. Did y'all catch that? Did you catch that? Your adversity is not being done to you. Your adversity is being done for you. For you. Because you got to wake up. You got to stop looking at these events the way you're looking at them. And you have to see it from a different perspective. And God will go out of your way to get your attention. Ask me how I know. Got 304 pages of it. And none of it was easy. But I was so damn stubborn and so unwilling to just surrender control of my own life and let go of those damn words that I had let shape every aspect of my being. Come on, man. To then do what? To then find out, hey, there's some truth out there that I need to adopt the same way God adopts us. And I finally did. I adopted that truth. And I have to remind myself daily of that sometimes, Travis. Exactly. Like, exactly. Well, I didn't just get magic. I didn't, you know, I didn't have you know, pixie dust fly out of my butt. And Yeah, and all some magic. Right? Everything's happening no. perfect overnight. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. But but what did I do? I learned how to not let that anatomy of a stronghold take over my life. I do have moments still where I do stupid shit and I get my head in the wrong place. Oh, you were there. You know what? That's just being alive. That's called being yeah. human. That's human. And, and, and then I have to come back and go, no, 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 no. I know truth. So what is truth right now? And what do I do? I turn to the word and I let the word encourage me. So I. Say that. I bring in the words that matter. And then I stand on that. I stand on those words, not the lies, right? Wow. So you, it's all, it's just words, right? Wow. Or is it? <laughs> wow. Man, guys, I told you, I told you this was going to be a great episode. So needless to say, man, you felt angry and disappointed in yourself. For believing these lies and things about yourself, like oh, yeah. I have, like people who are listening, like everybody, we, we you, you you blame yourself. You you know, you, we become that bullseye, and we blame ourselves for that. Um, so you you said you tried on a bounce back. So you said you tried <laughs> traditional methods and means to get counseling. Oh yeah. Um, briefly, what was that experience like, and how did that end up? Yeah. So I finally started trying to to pursue god i thought you know what you healed my daughter the least i can do is try to get to know you you know mm-hmm. and i, I made a I made a, a very conscious effort to do it i didn't know what it meant and so i i god led me to this church in my second marriage um and i found a men's group and i had a pastor uh named scott and scott saw right through my bs man mm-hmm. And so he led me to some to some events that, that I went on, something called Quest and something called Encounter. And it, it I met the living God. Uh, you can tell me I'm crazy. I don't give a damn. Met him. Uh, so I know he's real. Um, and it, it changed me. Like I couldn't be the same. I could not be the same. And I was caught up. I was a sex addict. Uh, I was living, you know, this, this separate life that nobody knew about. I've been doing it, man, since I was like, 14. Mm-hmm. Like I had come up with so many different versions of myself. And I was just living lies, right? And lying to other people and all this mess. And so I went to him and I went, hey man, like you know my, my journey from Quest. Like you, you know, you know my story. I said, but here's what you don't know. Here's what I'm caught up in. Mm-hmm. And I told him, and he looked at me and he said, You need professional help. I can't help you. And it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Those words was not what I wanted to hear. 
right? I needed to hear, but I didn't want to hear. So after I got done with my pity party, I called him back up and said, all right, who do you recommend I talk to? Because you know me, I don't trust a lot of folks. And so right. he said, who's a good guy. He's a quest brother of mine. He's a great counselor, but not his fault. The way the regulations are set up, he can just ask me questions. Right. And I reached a point where I was like, man, why can't you tell me what I'm supposed to do? And he says, tell me what I need to hear. He said, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, then why am I paying you? <laughs> why am I doing that? Right. Now, I had learned some good techniques. Don't get me wrong. I had learned some stuff from him. But I just reached a plateau where I was like, what next? You know? And I right. thought, yeah. thought, okay, well, maybe the individual thing wasn't. Maybe I need more. Maybe maybe I'm just so damn screwed up that I got to do something different. So I I went and did a, a intensive outpatient group therapy program where I did three hours a night, three days a week. <clears throat> I sat there and I listened to everybody's tell of woe because by God we all got one. And then I every one of them talked about how long they had been doing this. Some of them twenty wow. years. And I thought to myself, like hell, y'all think I'm showing up here three nights a week, three hours a night for, for 20 years? years. <laughs> You're insane. And as I'm having that thought, somebody opens the door and went, hey, Ricky, can you come to this other room? And I was like, sure. So I go in there, and that's a telehealth visit thing. And I'm like, why, why am I doing right, that? Right. And like, what medications are you on? And I went, I'm not on any medications. Well, you need to be. And now we're going to start pushing Right. Now, for those of you who don't know, most of you think that because the medical community has been telling us this lie is that before 1962, okay, a very important event happened in 1962. What was that? Supreme Court said prayer is no longer allowed in schools. Now, you want to know what happened that was tangential but not? Yeah, therapists before that said when you're feel hopeless when you feel depressed that was a soul level issue the moment the supreme court handed down that verdict therapist all of a sudden one particular one said no 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 there's no soul level issue it's a chemical imbalance in the brain that is interesting that is a 60 plus year old model that has not been adapted not once now here's what happened about 10 years ago or so researchers proved there is no chemical imbalance with serotonin in the brain linked to depression. Not none, zero. But pharmaceutical industry is making $170 billion a year on SSRIs alone. So guess what? We're going to keep that model going. It pays, right? Now, some medicines are good. Please don't misunderstand me, right? You have certain medicines you can say, take them. Don't say, Ricky told me not to and go twist off and do something stupid, okay? But if the medicines aren't helping you, the medicines they gave me made me depressed. They made me want to kill myself. Like they were horrible. And I went, hell no. Like you're making me worse. You're not helping me. So you got to be the best manager of you, right? When it comes to that. And so yeah, I, that's right. What I thought after living through all of that, I thought there's got to be a better way. And I thought, wait a second, we're all testimonies, we're all stories. And if I believe what I tell people that the anatomy of the stronghold is a thing, then there has to be a way to identify, overcome, and grow from those negative life circumstances. Absolutely. Absolutely. And God led me to that in my own journey. 
And he gave me four words. He said, they're acceptance, identity, security, and purpose. And I went, what do I do with those? And he said, Ricky, what does Revelation 3.20 say? And I went, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you, I know you didn't ask me. So I, I look it up, and it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Anyone who hears my voice and lets me in, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. And immediately I saw that Jesus painting where Jesus is knocking on the door and there ain't no doorknob, you know. And I was like, okay, okay, God, I get you. Like, I understand what that means, I think, right? Like, you're knocking on my heart's door. That's what, that's what Revelation 3.20 says, right? He said, yeah. He said, but what have you done? And I went, that's a loaded question. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you have? And he, you said, he said, look, man, he said, you have gone around knocking on heart's doors because you think acceptance is for you. And you see, the moment they let you in, like I said earlier, they let you down. And then you went to another one. And you've been on this rat wheel of insanity, trying to get people, striving for the acceptance of others. Acceptance is not for you. The devil counterfeits everything I do. So mm, let me tell you what the counterfeit When you do that, that negatively informs your identity. He said, you thought your first name was Detective for 10 years. He said, and your security was wrapped up in that, and you thought your only purpose for living was to be an investigator. Come on, said, come on. Shallow. And he said, but what happened when I took it away from you? You didn't know who you were anymore, did you? And I, was, mm. I didn't have the first damn clue. And I didn't think I had a purpose, right? Like I said earlier, I thought it was just a struggle at that point. He so said, wait. but Ricky, when you get it right. Sorry, Travis, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. God said, Ricky, when, when you get it right, when, that's the counterfeit. You and every other Adam just like you, that's what y'all do every day. He said, but when you get it right, you'll realize acceptance is for you to give me. I already accepted you. That's why I died on the cross. He said, wow, you have to offer me your acceptance. And when you do, I'll lead you to your real identity. And I did that for you, didn't I? And I said, yes, sir, you did. And he said, and then I'll show you that you have security, not in this world, but in me and in my word. And you can stand on something that isn't temporal. And then I'll lead you to your many purposes because there are many. I didn't create you for just one thing. One. I created you for a number of things. And he said, and, and he said, and now let me answer the question that you've always wanted to know the answer to. And I'm uh -huh. like, which one? <laughs> and he said, why did I let all of these things happen to you? Why have you had to face so now, much? That's a good question. And I went, I'm all ears on this one. I've been waiting, I've been waiting for this one. And he said, son, it's one word. It's relatable. Mm. He said, do you not think if I wanted to, I could have put every single one of y'all on your own planet? Look at my solar system. I have plenty of places to park everybody. He said, but I put you all on one. Because I want you to learn relationship because I want you to invite me into a relationship with you. And he said, so the one word relatable is this. He said, you see, the, the scripture says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh -huh. but, but what did you do? You camped out there. He said, and what is all these other guys and gals doing? They're camping out in the valley of the shadow of death. He said, but you are no stranger to the valley, are you? And I went, no, I know the valley pretty damn well. And he said, and that's where I'm sending you back. That's your ministry. I want you to go into the valley. I want you to find these people who set up their tents and tell them, pack up your stuff. Daddy wants you to come home. Just wow. like the problem. Wow. Man, guys, listen, I told you this was going to be good. 
I don't know if you believe me or not, but I told you this was going to be good. Ricky, you, you, that's a great segue to what I was going to ask about. Yep. You, you're already talking up guys, whether you know it or not, Ricky is already talking about his book. He's already mentioned the four things and four principles that his book is on. Let me, let me bring that up here real quick. So you guys can see that. Uh, there it is right there. That's his book uh, that he wrote, uh, Accepting Truth, Finding Hope. And those four keys is the same thing that Ricky uh, brings out in the book. Uh, and I was going to ask you to bring to, to, to elaborate, and you did. You did. So, uh, but those, yeah, they, those are some core things because a lot of things that we do, uh, our words can be tied into our identity those words that people say. So when things change, when jobs change, when life change, we no longer have to live. We no longer have to do anything else. We know how to, no longer have to hope. We no longer have to know how to dream. We no longer have to set goals for our lives and for ourselves because we're not working anymore. We're not clocking in nine to five. We're not being a mom. All we know how to do is be a mom. So if we're not being a mom, we don't know how to do that. All we know how to do is be a dad. Not doing that, we don't know how to do that. All we know how to do is go to work and work. We don't know how to do that, we don't know how to do that. And our identity gets tied up into things Guys, let me ask you a question. All right, so if our listeners, I know you have a website. I know you have a website. So if our listeners wanted to reach out to you and get in contact with you, how can they do it? Because you're getting some really good stuff here, Ricky. And and well, we getting, I know we're getting to the end of the show, but you're getting some really good stuff. If people want to get in contact with you, how could they do that? Yeah, so one way, as you mentioned, my website, it's the same as the book title. It's acceptingtruthfindinghope.com. Um, I have a little bit of a, about my story there. I kind of walk through some of those four needs. By the way, those four needs are four needs every single human struggles with. And they're four needs that only God can fulfill in you. So you say, how do you got? I'm going to say, well, good luck with those four needs because it's going to be a bitch, right? Because only he can fill them in us. And that's what he's trying to get us to see. That's what the struggle is all about. So, uh, other way, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on X, formerly Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can't find me. You ain't looking. <laughs> but you're there. I'm there. I'm, I'm public on all of them. So, you ain't got to be a friend of a friend of a friend to, you know, and know, and know the secret handshake or anything to, 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 get, to get a hold of me. So. There, there's the website, guys. It's flashing on the screen right there. AcceptingTruthFindingHope.com. Uh, Rick, I like to ask all my guests this: True. What is something encouraging that you could say to someone who's listening right now that have been a victim of the negative self-talk and negative words spoken to them? Yeah. So, look. Some, sadly, right now in, in our culture. We have a suicide rate that is rivaling no other time. Mm -hmm. And for every person who does commit suicide, 25 other people attempt it. The, the statistics are terrible. And if you look at the hopelessness statistics and depression statistics, kids who are 18 to 29 are like 50% of that generation feel hopeless every day. Like, and then folks that are in our age bracket, it's like 38%. I mean, it is a, it's an epidemic, right? Screw COVID. Hopelessness is our real issue. And so if you feel hopeless, if you feel like 
I don't have the first reason to live. Yes, you do. You wouldn't be breathing, right? If you weren't intended to be on this planet. So don't do something rash. Don't take your own life. Here's the thing, though. You may say, Ricky, I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, I'm going to give you three action steps. One, I'm going to encourage you, reach out to me. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. Um, but if you don't, if you don't want to do that, find somebody that you trust and reach out to them. Okay. And if you don't want to do that, then at least do these three things. Number one, set a goal to just wake up and get out of bed. Take a shower. Get dressed. Get dressed with intention. Like you're going to want to go do something. And then the second thing is take that step. Go outside for a walk. Right. Get out of your house. Get out of that place where you have isolated yourself and go be with other people. Right. And you say, I don't have any friends. Well, go make one. Right. Oh, that's right. That's you right. Gotta be a friend to have a friend. So just just get out the house. Go talk to somebody. There's neighbors. Somebody somebody want to talk to you. I can tell you this. I worked in a nursing home when I was in you know, I was in college. You know how many people come visit those folks? Nobody. None. Oh, I know. I used to work. Listen, I used to work in a nursing home too years ago. I'm not surprised because we're, I'll tell you, we're still brothers, man. I, I did. I'm not kidding. I, I did when I was uh, graduated high school, um, right before I graduated high school. I did it after I graduated high school. I used to work in a nursing home back in the day. You, you want to get over yourself, go serve another person. Say that. That part right there. You want to get yeah. over yourself. You want to get out of your head. Go serve another person. Go, go serve somebody. Get, 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 put somebody else's needs before. Put somebody else's needs before yours. Yeah, yeah. I was at a gas station the other day. I was at Sam's filling up, and um, this dude. I see this dude coming up, and because I'm a former cop, you know, sometimes I have to tell my jaded ass self to just stop. So he walks up. Of course, he wants to get me give him money. You know. Uh huh. And I asked him a simple question, Travis. I said. When's the last time somebody gave you a hug? And dude started crying. And he said, it's been a long time. And I said, well, today's your day. Come here. And I just gave him a big ass hug. Yeah, so what he stunk. So what he probably got my shirt dirty. I don't care. That's, a, that's another human life. That's human life. And I don't know what that hug meant to him. So if you need a hug, People out there who'll give you a hug. There you I'll, go. To you, I'll prove to you that there is a God. You don't believe in Him. You just challenge Him. Call out to Him and say, "Hey, if you're really up there, then when I step out this house today, you put somebody in my life who will actually show me that they do give a damn about me mm. and watch what He does." Woo, guys, guys, that's some challenging stuff. That's some challenging stuff, guys. We wanted to thank our very special guest day ricky d sluder for being here today with us thank you for sharing with us ricky we appreciate so there is another travis out there that's freaky that's weird man um i told you and we're both bald too look at that yeah. wear glasses hey. no i keep telling you man perfect shape hair perfect shape hair <laughs> man i want to thank you so much for being here on the show man Oh my god this will not be the last time you'll be here so just mark that i promise you i love to I want to thank everybody for joining. Let me do this. If I don't do it the right way, Ricky, they'll say something to me. You got it. Uh, if I don't do it, why didn't you do it that way? Why didn't you say that? Why didn't you do this? There you go. There you go, everybody.
Guys, it's about that time. And as always, it's been a real blast. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with a capital T. And as always, you can stream your favorite episodes on your favorite listening platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, and so many more. Guys, we got to get out of here. But as always, in party, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.